We're here today to talk about DAO tools for building communities. And we are joined here by our friend John Rivera from the Go Tribe as a special guest. He's going to help us dive deeper into the topic, and as well as myself, Jenny, from the blockchain, to help moderate the discussion. Um, we'll have time for questions. Uh, how do we normally do this? Is, uh, do we let anybody come up at any time, or do we wait for, for a specific time to, yeah, to take let's, questions? Let's go 20 minutes in. Like, let, Let's give uh, John a chance to start, and then we can have summon folk reply for if you have that 20 minutes, and then go into audience. Okay, so make sure that you write your questions down so you don't forget. That happens to me all the time, so I like to keep pen and paper handy. So when uh, we open the mic for the discussions and questions, uh, you can come up to talk. Remember, you have to be in a mobile device for that. Uh, otherwise, you can also send the questions via direct message to the host or one of the co-hosts, or you can post them on the speech bubble on the bottom right, which is the chat, um, the little chat for the space and we'll be more than happy to ask them as well. So with that being said, we have John here. Give him a round of emojis, please. He is uh, the chief marketing officer for the Go Tribe. He's very passionate about building communities with a strong interest in DAOs, which is why he's here today. And he wants to tell us, uh, as I can tell from the post that you did when you share the space, John, that you have a lot that you want to talk to us about. So I can't wait to pick your brain and all of this. Uh, so welcome, John. Thank you, guys. Uh, Super happy to be here. Jenny, hello, hello. I really miss you. I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you very soon here. I feel like uh, CNFTCon and Rare Bloom will come very shortly. I'm, not, I'm still not ready for it. Um, but yeah, I think um, there's a lot. I feel like there's a, a the community can benefit from DAOs. Um, you know, I don't have anything prepared for tonight. So I'm not sure if I can necessarily go for 20 minutes, but feel free to kind of like add in where there is. Um, but I think, well, we'll break it down for you. We'll yeah. break it down for you. Let's just, just, let's just start about who's John. Let's just go from there. <laughs> okay. Who's yeah, John and when did you first, me. you know, like just add a little bit to context, right? And how did you learn about the centralized and autonomous? What? I said, tell us about your childhood, John. <laughs> I don't know about that, unless it's related, but you're more than welcome to share. Uh, but definitely tell us more about how did you learn about DAOs and what attracted you to the concept of, of decentralized autonomous organizations in the first place? Yeah, I mean, God, it's, uh, it, I don't remember the first tradition of a, a DAO that I, I was aware of, but I think like, you know, there's, um, there's a really, uh, there's a, a betting platform on um, Ethereum from a really long time ago. I can't remember right now. That was probably the first like, like introduction to DAOs. Um, but I think it really started to come into interest when, you know, myself not having a lot of money, it was like, Hey, I really would like to invest. And as I, you know, further got more into the industry, I realized, well, where people are making the most money is through IPOs. And, um, you know, I come to realize you have to be an accredited investor or have over $250,000 in my bank account. And I was like, well, that's going to take a long time. And, you know, if you really look at who can benefit the most from that, it is the people with the less amount of money. Very short after that, you know, there's a lot of different um, articles that would come out that you can invest in or different ways you can invest in, like special purpose vehicles or you know, uh, someone has been speaking of like republic.co, right? They have a lot of different ways you can offer your community 
um, a percentage in your company, basically. And that was very interesting to me. But, you know, at the same time, a lot of the, the questions around cryptocurrency, people would be like, oh, well, why is this a security? You know, why is this, you know, not able to be invested in by an American citizen? And when you start kind of like realizing what the problem is, it's not necessarily that you're an American citizen. It's not necessarily that this framework is poor. It's really that, you know, we don't have the tools to do that effectively. And then if you look at Ethereum, eventually they started to get a lot of DAOs and, you know, me being more invested in Cardano um, from around 2017, it's really now it's like, oh, finally we can do a lot of these tools. So um, from getting interested in it, you know, very, very long ago to now actually being active in Cardano, the, the interest has definitely grown to the point where I'm now becoming more active. Sweet. And how are you interacting with DAOs at the current moment? Have you played with the Summon tools? Personally, I haven't I got the that... chance to sit down and play with Summon as much as possible. But internally, we've taken a look at them. And then um, also our COO, uh, he's part of a grape DAO over on Solana. Um, so we're pretty familiar with a lot of the different, like, effective ways DAOs are currently being used right now. Um but, you know, that kind of comes into some of the things that I like about, uh, you know, solving problems and kind of effectively putting them to DAOs. And one of the biggest issues with DAOs is participation. So, you know, DAOs are really, really a great concept. And everyone has tried their like, hey, we're going to make a DAO. We're going to make a DAO. And now we have thousands of DAOs all over the place. But, you know, the, the amount of participants within those different communities is a very small amount. And if you further separate them, uh, the participation value is really low. But if you start to kind of like congregate those or assemble those in a lot of different ways, then you start to become a little bit more, uh, you have a little more ability to reach others, right? So your participation should grow up. So when I become a little bit more actively involved, that's kind of the stuff I'm looking at right now. It's how do we increase participation and how do we get the communities that, you know, would benefit from these things together and give them those tools as well. And are you currently uh, doing that? Like you, I, I'm not familiar if Goat Tribe has a DAO. Do you guys have a DAO? Not yet. Uh, we don't personally, uh, Goat Tribe has a DAO, but we're, we're, you know, this is part of the conversation right now and getting people aware of the tools so our community can, you know, step forward and take those. But we do have a, a, a large uh, fund that's available to, to donate to the DAO once it's uh, formed. You have a treasury? We, yeah, it was cool. We, uh, the last um, NFT sale we did, we gave uh, the community their own affiliate code. So the community, if they use this code, uh, every sale, a 20 ADA would be put into the treasury. And we ended up raising 25,000 ADA. And do you have that in a multi-stake wallet or what? where is that doing right now? It's ready to be placed in that and donated to the community. Let's sit and wait. And... So you're hoping, yeah, this is like so interesting, right? Because of my own experience, like with space buds, it's like we have our community wallet too, and we have all this like pressure from the community uh, for what do we do with this? But uh, at my end, as you're familiar, you know, DAOs are not recognized here. 
legally it's just it's a little tricky right it's kind of like a big liability for those who manage and sign on this transaction so um yes i'm always like very interested to hear what what people are are doing to to you know manage around this yeah some of this this is one of the benefits of you know talking to some endow you know we have matt here as well um he's he's great at just kind of breaking a lot of these things down but you know here in Wyoming, in America, there's a Wyoming LLC, a Dow LLC. The, the framework to like have a, a, a legal entity that provides decentralized solutions are available, right? Then it comes to like, well, how do we get American citizens the the ability to get some other resources like you know asset management or um, investing tools or being able to uh, you know circumvent other types of restrictions, right? And that's where a lot of the different um, like SPVs I was speaking of a little bit before come in. So there's a really great uh, example of that, and that's through Republic, where you can offer your community, right, fractional shares in a way or shares at a smaller percentage or like maybe they only want to spend $10. And the way they do that is, you know, they either create that SPV, and, and in this case with a DAO, you know, you would make your holders a, a partner of the DAO. So instead of making a contract with uh, an individual, you make it with that uh, partner. See, so Riley, Riley, when you want to pitch in on this phone row? Riley, can you hear me? Paging Dr. Riley. <laughs> Dr. Riley, maybe he'll respond to that. Um. <clears throat> Sorry, I, uh, I was just going to kind of say a couple things. And one is that I think it's really interesting that right now, you know, you see um, Gary Gensler being attacked uh, from multiple angles uh, around sort of the way that uh, the SEC has treated digital assets and uh, gone to great lengths uh, in order to sort of secure control over uh, the jurisdiction of digital assets. Um, I also think, and I'm not going to necessarily say as to how I think that's going to play out because that's uh, sort of to be seen, but um, additionally, there's some legislation, maybe Adam wants to speak to it further, but I think it's probably the best uh, legislation I've seen regarding DAOs, um, and it's going to be coming out of Utah. Uh, it's not currently in effect, but when that's available, I think that's going to be huge. Um, lastly, before I hand it off to Adam, I just want to say that um, we, as Summon uh, definitely believe in trying to make it as easy as possible for people to do these things in a way that is uh, regulatorily compliant within the jurisdictions that people choose. So we are going to do our best to uh, provide connections to the the right partners for, for these types of things. Like, for example, in Wyoming, uh, there's a uh, Buffalo registered agent uh, or Wyoming registered agent. You can find them online and it makes it really easy to set up a company, right? Um, and I believe they even handle uh, the Wyoming Dow stuff. So anyway, sorry, kind of long-winded, but handing it over to you, Adam. Oh, thank you. Yeah, um, Wyoming's really cool because, you know, they allow the Dow, you know, uh, smart contract to be the agent of the Dow, right? The manager of the Dow. So that's, that's a really cool thing. And... Um, I was being told by one of our advisors and I think Matt mentioned this well, as well, how you can even like electronically submit that to the secretary of state's office in Wyoming. So there are processes that can be set up to make that really seamless um, through 
you know, electronic systems that integrate with your blockchain technology, which is so cool. Um, I, what I was going to say is I, I find it, you know, like as a, as a U.S. person, I find it really disappointing how, how much, you know, activity has to go offshore because I would love to see more stuff be in my home country and more clarity to be here. It's just, there are, you know, there are ways that we can have offerings for like small fundraisers in the, in the United States. Um, Bean Chain is doing a really innovative program where they're working with a partner who has this down for just, you know, like crowdfunding. Um, and there are other people in the space who's, who've been coming and talking to Summon about how we can do this and tokenize it. It's just, it's not really been tokenized yet because it takes a long time to sort of figure that out. And we haven't been getting the kind of clarity we need to make that a US, uh, to make that work for the US thing, right? Like we, we have the theory of how it should be done. Um, and when I, when I say we, I mean our lawyers. <laughs> I, I, I am not a lawyer. Do not take anything I, I say as uh, legal advice. Um, but you know, we, we have the theories of how it should be done. We just don't have the clarity from the SEC yet and the other regulatory bodies that yes, your theories are valid, go ahead and do it and we won't prosecute you. Uh, so I think that as soon as we get some more clarity, hope, which hopefully, you know, we can resolve something and do that, you know, maybe that'll come. Um, but that's why so much stuff goes offshore and U.S. people are allowed to buy tokens um, that come from offshore from other people. It's just that you aren't, you know, you're restricted. A lot of them won't deal with you directly um, because they don't want to come under the purview of the SEC, which is really sad. Um, but that's just the way it is right now. But as for the Utah thing, Matt's been telling me about that. So I'm, I'm going to toss the toss the hot ball here to Matt uh, because uh, the Utah thing sounds really cool. And if that works out, that'd be awesome. Oh, uh, well, great regulations. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's good that we're talking about it. I'm always like, oh, man, maybe I can be quiet. No one will ask me any questions, <laughs> um, you know, but I'm kidding. But, uh, but you know, it, from the Summon perspective, we're trying to make the tools and information available to users uh, to protect themselves from regulatory risk, from liability. Um, you know, these things are present in the DAO space right now because, yeah, it's brand new, basically. And there is a, you know, um, there's a lack of clarity from the DAO perspective. Um, uh, kind of what John started talking about with sites like republic.com, which, you know, they're tokenizing assets and, and equity in companies and, and entities. Um, but what they're doing is, is they're treating this like there is clarity and these are securities and the blockchain and tokens are pretty much playing a limited purpose of uh, representing shares in a company. And, um, you know, you can kind of get into some innovative governance procedures by giving shareholders tokens, which is cool. Um, but as far as, you know, like, of starting a DAO, selling governance tokens, you know, what's the line between people coming together in the U.S. and forming a tech startup and investing their own resources and their own sweat equity and all these things together, pooling it together to build a company versus, you know, people coming together uh, through a DAO by buying governance tokens. Um, it becomes very unclear, um, but I would say you probably want to err on the side of caution right now. Um, we want to kind of um, straddle a fine line between making the technology available for people to experiment and innovate uh, and also kind of not operating a website that becomes an you know, unregulated 
crowdfunding site. I think that's, um, it's, it's tricky, right? So I'm glad we're having this discussion and uh, really what our role is, we want to make, like I said, the technology available, but also the resources around it. So people can kind of do things in a way that is the safest and um, doesn't, you know, put themselves or other people using our platform or any other DAO tools at risk. And um, yeah, I don't think it's a, a situation that's going to resolve itself overnight. Uh, it's kind of historical, though, and it's cool in a way that we get to actually play a direct role in how this emerging kind of uh, intersection between investment and technology plays out. And, and you know, community um, engagement along with investment. I think that's a big aspect of the DAO. It's like the social meets economic. I think that that's what I'd like to, if we could dive into that kind of concept today, I think that would be interesting. You, you hit it right. <laughs> exactly. Because there's got to be like different stages, right? That we got to DAO, the stages of DAOing, right? The one that we can just practice right now safely and just get the ball rolling, get used to it. And, and then kind of like the intermediate to like the advanced DAO mode, which hopefully we'll be able to get into that uh, soon enough. Because the other thing about it is that those are global communities, right? So that kind of like makes it a little more complicated because we're just talking about just Americans putting a, a DAO together. You know, it's just like, that's one thing. But a lot of these communities are just like from all over the world. Everybody in it is just, you know, so it just complicates things a lot more. And I think it's going to be a little bit of time before we can really reach, like see that, you know, that we picture in our brains that what we want to see happen and, and, and it's up to us to make it make it there, right? So where would you say is a good place to start if you have a community today and you're just like, oh, we want to get into, into this whole decentralized autonomous organization thing. What, what is the safe place to start? I think really we, we really need to start with training wheels, right? Like, like this conversation, for instance, right now. Um, a lot of times we like to think that we shouldn't have to have this conversation and the community is just going to do it. Right. Uh, they need to know how to do things a lot of times. Right. A lot of people need to learn from past results. Right? So instead of kind of not having the conversation, we need to put those training wheels on, give them some of these frameworks and say, Hey, just plug things in and it'll work, you know, and put those tools within those hands, I think is a really great step um, and then what you can do with those tools would be the next step, I think. What do you think, Adam? Do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I, I would say, you know, exactly. Just training wheels. Just try something and don't worry about making money. Just, you know, like make some tokens that just represent your friendship make and set up a multi-sig, set up some polling that just sort of says like, you know, we're just having fun. Um, and you can have some NFTs that represent your position in a club. You can have some fungible tokens that represent like, you know, like, Hey, we're going to give kudos to someone for some great posts they made this week. And that's what, you know, that's what like a DAO is supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be about, you know, whatever I add to the atmosphere, that's going to be rewarded. Whatever I add to the organization is going to be rewarded. And that can be monetary, right? So one of those things can be like, we're, we're all working together as like freelancers in a network. So we're going to use the DAO to, um, you know, the DAO token as a 
um, like a payment token. Like that's one idea within our community. That's one idea that some DAOs take, but it doesn't have to be that way. It can just be for fun. It can just be about making jokes, writing stories, whatever. Um, and do try that, <laughs> try that and see how it feels. For voting, right? For voting on ideas and things like that. That's that's a good point. I like that. What's up, Matt? Yeah, I think the voting, right? So you can start using these tools, and I'm specifically referring to the tools we're about to make available on April 26th. <laughs> but, um, but you can use them for polling and voting in a way that's more like sentiment polling, checking the pulse of your community without actually becoming a DAO or even adopting any DAO principles I think that's a really great place for a lot of the NFT communities to start uh, because it's low barrier to entry, it's low commitment, but it starts to give you that engagement um, from your community, with your community as a way to kind of make sure that what you're doing uh, is in line with what they want. And, um, you know, we make it really kind of easy with our snapshot polling, you know, snapshot style, I should say. Uh, off-chain polling module, uh, which pairs well with the multi-sig. And how does that work? Do you, do you mind like yeah, yeah, yeah. diving so into it? It's very easy. Um, so basically, once you have a community on Summon, um, you can go into the polling module. You can set up a question. You can attach different links, media, things like that uh, to the question, even a discussion link uh, to where kind of the topics being discussed. And then you can set token weighting, so you can actually give. Um, you know, give your community uh, a vote based upon, you know, a token that they hold, an NFT or fungible token, uh, and, um, and you know, just ask them a question, and they can reply, uh, you know, with the answers that you kind of said, or um, it could just be yes or no. But, um, you know, that's a good way to start um, uh, using these tools for community engagement, right? More than Did just you use a policy ID for that? Like you, yep. you said, it's okay, cool. Copying and pasting a policy ID, wow, which is very cool. So um, that is such an easy, low threshold way for any community on Cardano to like immediately get in and increase their community engagement right away in a matter of, you know, seconds, literally. So uh, that's what I would say. And then how flexible is it? Like you can just like as many, like if you just want to have several policy IDs to you be able can, to participate, yeah, you can do you that? Can have, yeah, Adam has his hand up. We'll let him explain. Oh, uh, I, I'll just say what I think Matt was about to say. You can have multiple tokens, right? You can have an NFT and fungible tokens. You can have several fungible tokens. And with the weighting, you can say like, we're going to use our NFT for... Um, a much higher weight than our fungible tokens because we know that the um, NFTs are generally going to be like one or two per person while the fungible tokens are going to be a ton of them per person. Um, and you can even upload a CSV file of um, public addresses and say these users can just vote with this list that I have. So you don't even have to use a token. You can just have a list, you know, a list of uh, addresses that you upload. Uh, so, yeah. And you can also download the results of your pollings and things like that. Uh, can, you, you, can you can you can you download, you download that, like if you do pollings and things like that? Are you able to download your results? So currently, we don't have that 
implemented, but it wouldn't be difficult for us to implement that. Another thing that we currently don't have implemented, but that we are going to be implementing, um, and it's not sort of going to be before the 26th, but it'll be uh, within the next couple months for sure. And we have to prioritize different things at different times. So uh, it'll be yet to be, it, it is yet to be seen what order we will implement the following features in, but um, you'll be able to download stuff uh, shortly for sure uh, from poll results. Um, and additionally, you'll be able to sort of pay a, a fee to have results uploaded on chain. Um, and basically that'll be using a combination of Cardano and Arweave. Uh, the actual full results will be posted on Arweave and then that Arweave hash along with the Merkle tree root hash will be posted on Cardano. And until Sweet. then you can just go to the platform and see the results on the platform. On, a, on the platform, okay. And then to, I'm, I'm thinking that it's as easy as just connect your wallet and just vote and that's it, right? You don't have to create an account or do you have to create an account? Yeah, when you sign in uh, via, I mean, your wallet, when you just log in via your wallet, you are automatically creating an account. You don't have to do anything extra to do that. Um, but yeah, you, you log in via signing a message that states you agree to the terms of service um, and you log into the, the platform via signing that message. Uh, it's the same for accessing the APIs. We're going to be changing it slightly because we want to accommodate for a variety of projects to be able to use our off uh, as sort of a standalone uh, product uh, because there seems to be a lot of interest in that and obviously it serves value. So um, yeah, the user doesn't have to think about it. This yeah. is wonderful. I can't and wait. We're extending all the same kind of uh, privacy considerations as the base blockchain layer, right? So if you have a pseudonymous wallet where you have not told anyone that you are the owner of that wallet, that wallet is what is signing on. So it's, you, you know, you have your wallet has an account and the reputation of that wallet is what is part of that account. If you want to let everybody know that that's you by putting your, um, your, you know, your, um, uh, ADA handle in there, um, then it'll show your ADA handle, but otherwise it'll just show like, this is the wallet that is connecting. Yeah. And users can select the ADA handle that they want to show up. And there's also obviously the option to enter ADA handle when you're like sending assets or things like that. Um, if you're going to be doing something that requires copy pasting an address, you'll be able to use an ADA handle for the most part. And then additionally, like, yeah, anywhere where users show up, it'll either show that address or the selected handle. And if you have handles, it won't just show them by default. You do have to select a, a handle out of the handle you have for hey, our system. Right, I, have a, I have a question on that. So let's say on Summon, I sign up, I create a community um, in the address field, I put an ADA handle uh, for the community and uh, manager's address. What if that ADA handle is sent uh, to another wallet? How does that work? Does that become the community manager's you know, does they wallet or how does that no, work? No, it's, it's not bound to the handle. And we can add that feature if that's something that people want to be a feature, um, like tying management to a handle. But we're going to have a number of ways to do um, community management in a more decentralized way as, as we push forward. And that's another thing that we need to expand on. But currently, 
as you've noted, uh, you have to sort of select who's going to be the manager of the community and that has to be a single user. Um, we're really looking forward to expanding on that. And like I said, in a, in a decentralized way, probably leveraging uh, some of the new standards that we have had introduced to Cardano in the past handful of months. And um, I think that we can do it uh, probably as a feature set that's introduced the same time that we uh, introduce Agora as a finalized feature set. Um, so the Agora APIs are ready to go, but the user experience uh, isn't. And this is sort of one of those things that is included in the umbrella of that user experience, right? So there's going to be uh, underlying changes to the platform in order to support all of the things that we want to support around Agora, not just sort of the, the basics of what Agora is. Um, so yeah, that, I hope that answers the question. Yeah, thank you. I've, I was just sorry, I've just been curious about that and figured I'd ask before I forgot. But I think um, one thing um, that people are going to be really surprised about when they start to play with Summon is the ease of use. And, you know, like our, our engineering team that Riley leads has put so much thought and emphasis into uh, making this something that people from outside of blockchain can figure out and not something they become frustrated and trying to figure out and give up before they, they get it because it doesn't have enough value to them in their life. We want to you know, maximize the utility here, but also lower the barrier to entry to be as low as possible so that you can create a DAO with your grandma, let's say. So I wanted to ask something to John, because on your post, again, I take this from your post, you talk about um, that you wanted to elaborate on revenue uh, streams for brands using DAO. Well, yeah, and... well, brands and communities in general. Um, yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Cool. Uh, no, no, that's fine. Like, go for it. <laughs> Tell yeah, us about the, it. The, I think the the big thing, like in the community in general right now, I, a lot of people are asking me, like, what do you people like want from from our brand right now? Like, what do we what, what should we do? I'm like, well, to be honest, you know, a lot of people just want to make money right now, and yeah, that's totally okay. But we have to like you know, look out for those people, right? We have to look out for our community, make sure they're not like signing up for scams or doing all these other things and, or putting them at risk for imprisonment. You know, I think those are really important things. And also we have to give them opportunities that are probably a little bit more worthwhile, right? That aren't related to volume. So like right now, the, the closest thing where we have to that in our industry, well, the smaller niche industry of the industry industry is royalty percentages, Right. And that's one of the first things that people are like, hey, can you do that for your brand? And I said, well, unfortunately, we can't do something like that. It's too close to like a dividend and it would probably put us in a little bit of a legal issue and it'll also put you in a little bit of a legal issue owning that. Um, you know, and it didn't really sit well with a lot of people because, you know, getting the no when you ask something the, the you don't like hearing no a lot of times. And I have to be the no person all the time. So sitting back saying, hey, how can we actually make some of these tools worthwhile? How can we actually increase revenue streams across the board? How can we make the community actually an investor, right? Because a lot of people see these as investments, and in some cases they might be so, but to have investor protections is also important. And so that's kind of why we want to create 
the the kind of talk around you know DAOs and how the community can actually utilize those things. And one of the things is, you know, let's say you want to invest in Disco Solaris, right? And Disco Solaris has a DAO, and you know you're a partner of that DAO. Now they can you can actually invest directly into them instead of having you know revenue just on a royalty. You can have all net sales. And so this relationship is really important and can only be accomplished either via DAO or making them a direct investor or becoming like a accredited investor, et cetera, et cetera. Adam, you want to pitch in on that? Yeah. So um, I do want to speak to that because what John is talking about is some of the difficulties of untangling like what is a DAO? What is a community? What is a project? What is a business, right? Um, because in Web3, we don't have any clear lines between these things. And we're trying to figure it out again. We're trying to re sort of reinvent a lot of these things. But they, they do have definitions. Um, and I'm going to be like really honest here that when we started off like the Summer Project, uh, maybe we were um, a little bit naive in thinking we're, just go we're going to only provide DAO tools and that's all people need. And as we got going and as we started doing our research of how we were going to implement this, we kind of realized like if we if that's all we do, if that's all we hold ourselves to and that's you know all we focus on, then we're not doing enough um, because there's a lot of other um, ways that people interact that don't fall into the neat category of DAO. Um, it's a very messy it's a very you know, messy category with a lot of gray lines and things that fall outside it still need the tools that DAOs use. And so you'll notice that over the past, you know, few months, we have shifted from calling ourselves just simply um, a DAO platform to we're a community management tool where, you know, we're, we're a place for communities to gather um, because we realize that it's not just about um, DAOs. It's about, um, providing communities with a way to use DAOs and other decentralized tools. Um, so like one of those things could be like working with a project that's actually more of a company, like they could be incorporated and hold these, you know, this treasury in their custody and they're not ready to become a DAO yet. They want to someday, but they're not ready yet, but they have a commitment to their community members um, that they're going to spend a certain portion of their funds on projects the communities want to do. So that group could make, you know, they could come to summon, they could establish a community. We're doing our part by having a section called verified communities where we will check them out, check their credentials, make sure they say who they say they are. We're not gonna be able to like um, protect against like everything, but we can at least say that if somebody's saying they're goat tribe and they're not goat tribe, that we won't let them, you know, like become part of the verified communities. Um, space they, that way. Um, and then they can establish a multi-sig. They can put the funds in a multi-sig. They can have polling and they can say, hey, look, this is your fund. Your, you guys who are part of our community can vote on how this is going to be spent, on what we're going to do with this. And we're eventually going to perhaps turn this into a DAO. And we're not ready to yet, but we're, we're working towards it. Um, because we realize that it's not just about, you know, like immediately flip a switch and everything becomes DAO. Everything becomes completely decentralized. It's about where are we right now? Where are we going? And what can we do? Um, so that's why we want to empower as many groups as possible to take this approach of decentralization. 
It also I love allowed that. us to kind of do a lot more as well, like a, not just like the revenue streams, but like, you know, providing other types of value. One of the coolest things I thought came out with, uh, you know, uh, Dead Pixels was his decentralized liquidity pool. I thought that was really ingenious, but we could have the DAO launch something like that. And so they can provide liquidity to themselves in a lot of ways. And then furthermore, so you can even create stuff like platform specific stable coins where, you know, we could work with partners or issuers that issue stable coins and, you know, keep that within an actual, you know, decentralized finance structure where if you're part of this DAO, you can utilize these tools. So as it becomes a little bit more robust, you know, whether it be protecting our holders or, you know, creating other opportunities that are only available within Web3, like, you know, maybe you want to, um, like I mentioned earlier, like invest in Disco or investing to Goat Tribe, but you want that to be managed within ADA. There's a lot of different things you can provide to these people now that they're now a partner of a DAO, whether and not an American citizen in a lot of ways. Which communities in Cardano would you say are actively? I mean, I, I I've been definitely keeping an eye on Disco Solaris. I love what they do, but uh, they did the community itself. How they? I really wish like a lot of people would look into what they're doing because it's just it's kind of like what I envision in in the future, right? Like have this, you know, you get the project, but you get the actual community to establish this, you know thing around that and then leave the especially with the, the the regulations and the whole situation that we're you know we're it's precarious right now we don't really we we want to do things right and stay stay out of like the red flags and all that and i think they're doing an amazing job with that they really they're owning their thing they're leaving the project alone letting the project do what they're doing and keep them you know in their bubble so they protect the the project and they're experimenting outside. What other projects in the community do you do you see doing something like this? I think Disco might be one of the best involved with it. I think a lot of that has to do with some of their community members as well. You know, I've had great conversations with Dot and, and Papo. They, you know, they. Uh, I really, really appreciate how they fractionalized. Um, you know, that the piece of art of Charles and within their token. So, you know, the value of that, and then also gives the the token a, an additional value it's very interesting i think leveraging things like that and communities that are also interested and have similar like um values is going to be important for participation which kind of brings up you know my next point and you know i have started to reach out to some of these communities society also has a dao um and what we can do is extend a lot of these frameworks to other communities and, you know, get them involved together. And instead of just Disco offering Disco community something, they can offer it to GOATS community as well because they're all within that same framework. Are you looking, is that what you were telling me originally that you want to see the community for GOAT tribe kind of like, embark in a, in a similar kind of journey in a lot of ways yeah i would love to see it you know i think all of our communities should start to you know and because you know I, I really feel the like with what they say they're like you know we want royalties we you know we want a percentage of this we're, we're, we're part of you 
you are, but let's do it the right way. And I think as once these communities start to empower themselves, they won't have to rely on like the Cardano Foundation or, you know, some other celebrity to pump their bag or an influencer. They 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 build the value within, right? And they get the interest with people who are actually want to build value as well. And when you start to work together and not only you're making money, but the other person makes money, well, you're probably going to want to do that again with them. So this is like the start of that conversation, right? How, let's start to participate. Let's start to get these tools out there and, you know, really make owning these things a, a, a difference. Yeah, I love, John, what you were saying about, um, you know, different communities interacting together. And that makes me think about all the GameFi and Metaverse stuff that's coming out. And, I, I you know, I take no positions on which ones are going to make it and which ones are going to fade and whatever. Uh, I know that I, I just think that some of them are going to make it. And uh, because people get so excited about finding ways to interact within these systems, right? Um, and it's like, and it's not because these platforms these new games these new metaverses build everything on their own it's because people who have already made a connection in another community want to go and do that to, uh, together and so that's sort of something that we're keeping our options open with some of thinking about is like how can we empower guilds how can we empower groups that want to go and say like hey you know we know that if we go to this game we're going to be collecting assets from this game so let's have a place that we can store those digital assets right let's have a way that we can pull our members on what to do with them on where we're going to go and do things. Um, so we want to be that kind of coordination platform and enable that kind of thing for, um, you know, not just cross, you know, like, um, uh, you know, for this kind of cross um, project inter interaction. This is so interesting. I love that we're having this conversation. Um, I just sent a request to speak. You don't have to take it. Major Grancho, but it, it will be awesome if you join the conversation because you have you you'll be you know you have so much to to bring to the table. Uh, we'll love to hear from you. But we have Alan here too. Uh, Alan, welcome. How are you doing? Thanks, Jenny. Doing great. Thanks for having me up. <clears throat> um, just absolutely love the whole DAO thing. Um, I had a question. I don't know how much of it's been covered. I've been kind of in and out of the space, but um, I just had a like major like uh sort of like overview question in terms of how to get started with ideas and stuff and also like how much dids would sort of play into the whole thing um but is it cool if i just give like a tiny little overview of what my thoughts are and what i'm trying to do with everything first or yeah absolutely cool cool sure so was. absolutely so so my long-term goal is to make like an orchestra run as a dao because i feel like the two uh structures are a match made in heaven basically uh, especially because of my own experience in the orchestra world and just seeing how much administrations and special interest donors and all that stuff really screw up like the actual artistic integrity of the organization. So to create like, you know, having a DAO is something that would be able to um, like make the orchestra run in a functional way while having the musicians be completely empowered seems perfect. But building up to that, basically, um, I've gotten my uh, one of my conducting teachers, Marin Alsop. She's Vienna Radio Symphony music director. She's on board with doing some of this stuff. So we're uh, starting. The idea basically is to just like start an or uh, uh, sort of like a mini DAO for her um, organization that's like basically trying to empower women conductors around the world. 
And so uh, my idea is essentially to to like use NFTs to be membership to the DAO and then to have people vote on like who to, you know, give these funds to to basically help like two or three conductors from around the world, like get started with, uh, you know, video reels, etc. So I guess like my main my main questions are like, number one, um, what because I've just started in the past like several days. Um, this has gone this plan has gone through a bunch of iterations, but in the past several days, like I've started to like put down like first to do steps and all that. So like for somebody in my shoes thinking about this sort of thing, what are like the first steps you want to do in terms of using a platform like Summon? And then number two, how do DIDs play into this whole thing? And like how does um how do you suggest sort of laying the groundwork for that as we go forward when we're expecting way more capabilities down the road? Um, sure. So I can sort of start and I can maybe pass some of the DID stuff over to Riley when we get there. So when you get started with Summon, you'll log into the platform by connecting um, your account. And then you will have the opportunity to like make a community. Um, so once you make a community, you can say, this is my community. This is what it's named. And so when I want to invite people to be part of this community, um, they know where to come. They know where to find me. And the community now, I'm going to make a multi-sig, and the multi-sig is associated with the community. So we now have like a community treasury. And as the community manager, I can set there to be um, the trustees, or the I should say the signatories over the multi-sig. So let's say we're going to have a three of five multi-sig. I give five addresses of people who are signers, and I set down that we are required to have three people sign in order for a transaction to be valid. Uh, so now when we want to hold um, like assets within our treasury, um, that can be any Cardano native asset. Um, I have a address, a public address of the treasury that I can share with, with everybody to say, here, here I'm being transparent. These are the holdings of the multi-sig for my community. Um, now, next you can set up polling. So let's say that you've created a token for your community. So everybody holds the um, baton token um, is a member of your community and you can have polls and such that, uh, interact with that. Uh, as for DIDs, that's something that's down the road for us. And we have we are members of the Atala Prism beta program. Uh, so we are you know, researching ways that we can tie in DIDs with the uh, platform, but that's going to be coming down the road. And so I'll let Riley fill in any details that I may have missed. I just wanted to clarify one thing, and it's specifically that uh, with regards to the, the community and the multi-sigs and selecting signatories, um, that's just to set up the multi-sig and the person who is uh, sort of the manager on the community isn't able to direct funds or, or reset the signatories or anything like that. The only thing that they really control is um, when you go to that community in the platform, what is it that you see, right? They affect the visibility there, so they could remove the multi-sig from that screen, but anyone, uh, anybody would be able to go back and uh, recreate the multi-sig very easily um, and have it under a separate community if they wanted to. Um, so the funds are, are separate and that manager doesn't have access to the funds just because they're the community manager. Oh yeah, 100%. Uh, that, that's something that definitely, thank you Riley for stressing that. We never take custody of funds. We never allow any single person to have um, undue access 
to um, any part of the um, you know community without transparency. So when it, and we don't hold your you know we don't hold your multisig hostage. If you create a multisig on Summon, you can export the script. We have an export button, and you can you can take it somewhere else and run it somewhere else. Um, so you can and you can recreate it within another community on the platform. So we want it to be something that you can use. And if something happens to someone platform, if Riley says like I don't like Cardano anymore, and then He's going you, to Polygon, <laughs> and going to Polygon, so you can you can still enjoy your multi sig and you're not hostage, which is great. Yeah, if we were to, oh, I mean, just I know jokes aside, but like one, we we are definitely committed to sticking around. Um, and I do love Cardano. I don't dislike Cardano. Um, I'm just kind of stressed like i said earlier about the funds and money money is hard in the bear market um but we if something were to happen and for some weird reason we weren't able to operate the platform anymore um we would just open source everything and people would be able to pick up where we left off yeah and going back to alan's question about where do you start and it kind of goes back to where we started this conversation uh, and I think digital identity is definitely relevant in this, but you might want to start in uh, registering a legal entity like a Wyoming Dow LLC, or there's a, a you could just do about just about any uh, type of traditional legal entity at this point. Um, but that's what you do in kind of the Web two world if you're kind of going to manage you know a, a treasury of funds in this kind of context. And I think that's also probably a good starting point. Um, for what you're talking about, Alan, uh, and then kind of giving uh, what, you know, it, we don't like the term DAO because it's, it's so kind of encumbrancing, but, um, but basically you're giving that uh, entity or however you want it, the community organization, um, legal identity. And that legal identity uh, is, you know, then transposed to the digital world and it becomes d digital legal identity. Uh, but but that actually gives you know legal personhood to your um, multi sig if you want to structure it that way, and by doing so you know you're not um, you're getting a degree of legal uh, liability protection because uh, then you're not just uh, viewed as operating what is considered a general partnership under which if something goes wrong and someone sues or regulator files an action. Uh, if you don't have that legal wrapper uh, lately in cases we've been seeing, a court could declare that you're just a general partnership without a, a limited liability shell. And then you're exposed to like actual personal liability just for being in the, the DAO. And we don't want that. So uh, just to kind of like, um, I just thought it was worth mentioning as a, a first step, I might recommend uh, that you look into kind of uh, solidifying what you're creating with a legal entity thanks man that's such a good point um i'm wondering and i guess because state law is so amorphous at this point in, in most states i guess like you're saying wyoming seems like the best one so far in the u.s but also this is all going through my teacher's nonprofit organization uh taki uh conducting fellowships so 
I'm wondering, like, interfacing the two, you know, interfacing the DAO legally with that, how that would work. But that's stuff I can ask Ch- ChatGPT about. But can you just, okay. like, do, like, the use, like, the, the community, like, the tooling for, for everything else and not have managing of the treasury through it? Like, you can you can use it for, like, polling. Like you said, you want, you want to gather, you know, the... Yeah, votes and, from people and see what you're going to do with that and then take the that part on the side you know and I mean? and, and this that is makes not sense. Legal, this is not legal advice but i've you know had experiences with nonprofits and nonprofits are able to set up agreements where they say this is the way we will judge how a specific sub fund within our nonprofit will operate so if there is an agreement with the nonprofit that says you know we respect the community to guide us on how we will spend it there always has to be like the ability for the nonprofit to kind of veto it like i think legally i think that legally that's a requirement for the nonprofit but they can say like you know we we really respect this community we want this community to give us guidance on it like that could be a way that you could sort of um you know like look into this i see you know talk with your lawyer about that is what i would say (laughs) awesome thank you that that sounds like awesome advice and exciting to to figure that out another Things always interesting to look at is collectives. I'm a really big fan of the collective framework. So even like employee owned businesses, those can always benefit from community tools like this, honestly. Bradley, you wanted to add to that? Yeah, um, I was going to just add that a lot of this stuff too can be sort of solidified even further by using smart contracts that are specific enough to maybe encompass the organizational um, concerns or uh, sort of patterns, right, without having to uh, define in the implementation what you're actually governing over. Um, So like in the context of Liquid, they have Agora, which is very general in what it can govern, but it is all token-based. And, um, you know, that's great if you want something that's really resilient. But if you're trying to make something that is regulatorily compliant, um, it limits some of the things that you can do in a lot of jurisdictions. So if you look at the way that Indigo handled that, um, they don't use Agora. And it's because they needed to have some sort of uh, board that is defined. uh, And they know who those people are to a certain extent, right? Um, And only those people can add new people to that list of people. And those people have to sort of say a-okay to your your governance proposals at the end of the day so it's not really um as decentralized as you'd want it to be but it is more decentralized than just pulling and having a company with one person because um the changes have to sort of have both the agreement of the community as well as this one of these people checking it off and saying yeah this fits the regulatory guidelines right um or at least that's my understanding uh speaking to indigo and other people can speak to them as well and see what they say, but uh, they also open sourced their contracts just a handful of days ago. So I'm kind of looking over those and I think we can end up uh, working with them or other groups to, to create more standards other than just Agora for sort of a variety of different uh, types of DAOs, right? Different shapes and sizes. Yeah, that's just kind of what we're, what I was saying about how we really see like this is a spectrum 
Do you want to be a full-on DAO, or are you something that's along the path of decentralization? Um, because that's okay. Just be transparent about what you are and um, be fair. We have a question here in the chat little bubble. Uh, somebody wants to know if the tools will be subscription model only, or can they be package purchase access like Windows model? Um, they will be pay-per-use. Uh, we are not um, getting people to bind, be binded down in a subscription. It's going to be, there's going to be a fee for each use. You, um, I think the plan is to set up a little escrow so you can have um, your account. And I'll let Riley speak to that, but it's pay-per-use. Yeah, there will be a, an escrow for payments. So you put in the uh, put in money up front to the escrow and you can take your money out of the escrow at any time. Um, but the reason we do that is twofold. One, uh, for polls, we actually do a sort of dynamic charge. It's tier-based, so there's tiers. But um, based on the number of people that are in a snapshot for your poll, uh, it's going to affect uh, sort of the cost of that snapshot. Um, and so we don't know what the cost is when you define it. We know what the cost is when we actually run the snapshot, right? Um, so that's one thing uh, that the escrow provides. But additionally, it provides really nice UX for if you're going to be doing a bunch of different things within the platform that don't necessitate transactions. The escrow is, is good for UX in a lot of ways. And it's also good for uh, the way that we have polling set up. Um, additionally, we're going to be exploring other types of cost models for different types of features and functionalities that may be added to the platform over time. Um, for example, there's uh, partner that we are working with uh, to provide ERP integration, which if you guys, if anybody runs businesses, that's something they probably are familiar with. Like you want to have the ability to do QuickBooks stuff, right? And manage your assets and you have real world assets and you have digital assets. And um, a lot of the uh, partners out there that we could go for uh, have subscription-based fees. And so we would likely be passing on uh, people to those providers for subscription-based fees for that type hey, of thing but it's, it's um, going to vary um riley you got to talk uh, i sent you a dm earlier um so drew has a uh, hours logger like he uh he coded it himself you could tie in hours to uh, development for, through that like hours like it's like an hours logger but it's it's, it's for development so you can you know put in all your uh your hours for how much you, you did for all the coding and you can just plug that in through ERP. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, that's, that's really interesting. We could probably create that too, uh, like an integration for that and, and sort of support, uh, even more coordination, uh, which we're definitely, that's another thing that we want to support is coordination, right? A lot of it. Um, and a lot of that's not even on chain. It's just sort of being able to communicate effectively and, having the tools to do so. Um, we have a, a really solid partner. I can't even say the, the name of the company. It's a, a stealth company at this point in time. I, one thing I did want to add also is that we are going to be rewarding our community members uh, by um, allowing you to uh, put your summon tokens into escrow. And when you are pay, putting your summon tokens in escrow, you can pay with summon tokens uh, for fees too. So that's also a way that we can um, thank our community members for giving them a discount if they are paying with summon tokens. So we're excited for that as well. And that's another additional reason for the escrow. Fee structure and discounts to be announced. Uh, we're also probably going to be conducting uh, a poll uh, to figure out kind of fine tune 
uh, what we want that all to look like. Um, obviously, that poll will be conducted with summon tokens, but uh, we will be likely to have fees on mainnet at launch and then sort of, like I said, fine tune things based on uh, feedback. We're not sort of dead set on any one set of fees, and it's something that we continue to discuss in the team. Oh, I have some on tokens. That means I'm going to be able to participate in that vote. You better buy your tokens before they, you know, go up in price. You know how things happen in the, the bull market. Um, but another thing you were mentioning, I think, I'm not sure if you guys have, like, talked too openly about is, uh, you know, decentralized storage. I think that's another really interesting topic you guys might be interested in. Yeah, like I said, we have a, a really strong partnership with a, a company that I can't even provide the name of at this time um i can only say that they've got some heavy hitters behind them uh matt might be able to divulge more info if he wants to but um i'm gonna sort of leave it at that other than to say that they provide um sort of top of the line uh encrypted storage uh in a way that is not necessarily decentralized but self-sovereign um and we intend to be providing a lot of use cases on top of that and we're open to other uh we're, we're open to other forms of data storage, right? Like I said, we're already using Arweave in a couple places and we're going to be supporting Arweave for a number of things, but um, it, it sort of depends on what the use case is as to which uh, provider for that that we choose. Yeah, yeah. and I think uh, it all goes back to this coordination and um, and collaboration kind of topic. And right now, what you see in the landscape of DAO tools that exist on other chains because i mean we don't really have much on cardano besides roundtable at the moment i would say uh but it we want to add these features that you might not associate with DAOs, but when you think about remote teams working on a project uh and people are spread out or even people in the same office like what types of things do those people use and need and how do we give them access to the very best cutting edge solutions uh, right on the platform so that it becomes a full operating system uh, for decentralized collaboration instead of just a place you go to vote and make proposals and uh, sign you know, transactions through a, for a treasury. So if anyone ever has any feedback on that, you know, as far as what your team might need, we're always here to, yeah, steal your ideas, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. But, um, but, but seriously, we want that feedback. I mean, so as we're getting, you're giving them to us. Sorry, Jenny. No, no. I was just gonna say. So I was as we're getting closer to like the the public, you know, release in four days. What would you like to see the community do? Like in, in terms of embracing these tools, what would what what would success look like? As we mentioned, training wheels, right? Like we we just don't want to rush it. We just want to see the community kind of play with these tools, get familiarized, get those ideas flowing. What would you want to see in the community in the next few weeks after the release of, of Summon? I'd like to see people conducting polls on things that are serious to their communities. Um, I'd like to see people leveraging the multi-sig where it's sort of useful for them. And the multi-sig will become more and more useful over time as we add functionality. Right now it's just pretty basic, but... Uh, we're going to add DeFi integrations and uh, the ability to trade between multi-sigs directly on the platform and that sort of thing. So um, I think that just having people leverage the platform for whatever is relevant to their community is really all it 
takes for me to see uh, sort of success from this at this time. Um, if we're able to have the platform bring in enough revenue to pay server costs, that would be optimal. Um, yeah. Sweet. What about you, Adam or Matt? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll echo a lot of what Riley said about just seeing people experiment with the components. I want to um, see people inviting new community members in to say like, hey, we, we have these ideas. We want your feedback. You know, we want you to tell us uh, things through polls. We want you to put some some fun assets in multi-sigs and try stuff out. Um, you know, we want you to try out Agora when it launches and see how that works. So. Uh, have fun with it. Yeah, yeah, I would say the same. Um, you know, if, if you're a leader in a community or even just a member, um, get on there and see how easy it is to use and, and how impactful it can be and experiment and, you know, be in touch with us and let us know how it's going too because uh, it's an experiment for everybody in a way and, and we're going to fine-tune things over, you know, the coming months and years and, um open up kind of new opportunities for uh, the Cardano community and hopefully bring a lot of communities to Cardano because of the opportunities. So I'm just, I'm really excited. And, and, you know, it seems like people are interested in what we've been doing and we haven't just been alone down this rabbit hole solving a problem that doesn't exist. I think it's almost like, you know, um, sometimes overwhelming because we're feels like we're solving so many problems <laughs> or trying to. Uh, but we, you know, are grateful for all the community backing and support and being with, uh, you know, together with people in this, not alone. I'm going to definitely try it for Cardano over Coffee Crew. I'm going to talk to them about it. What about you, John? What are you going to do with this amazing tools or oh, releasing? God. What's your, what's your so plan? I'm doing right now. <laughs> uh Someone's pretty aware of a lot of the things that we're, we're doing, um, but I, I want to take a lot of their tools and kind of make it easy for the community to not only plug in existing like investment clubs or quote unquote DAOs that aren't actually fully have that framework, utilize some of the things that I've learned, plug in DAOs as, uh, for goats as well. And, you know, find a way where we can actually create value for our community is the next thing that I'm really trying to do and then i really really encourage people to check out summon tools especially if you have a lot of like investment clubs there's quite a few that we've you know started in cardano that i think even like the 2500 club would do amazing using uh, summon i think that'd be fun yeah and i mean i just wanted to speak for a second to the the fact that we've had a, a couple meetings with john and um one of the things that's come up a lot is like our apis right um, because one of the things we've wanted to provide with this platform is the ability for anyone to come and, and build on top of it. And we also don't want people that are building on top of this to feel like uh, it has to necessarily be super branded in, in Summon. Uh, and that's why I was speaking to the author earlier, right? We're going to make it so that other projects can really use our entire system without it saying you're logging into the Summon platform. Um, you'll still have to agree to terms and conditions, but we'll probably be able to set that up through the uh, the organizations that are integrating into the API. Um, and we'll have standards for that. And we have to consult with Matt, obviously, but um, we're, we're working very hard to make sure that anybody can build on top of and around our systems uh, and 
basically invent wheels that haven't been invented, but not have to reinvent the wheels that have already been invented, right? Because um, there's just so much fertile ground in, in this ecosystem to sort of go work on. Um, and again, like Adam said earlier, uh, the builders of the bear market will be rewarded in the bull. Yeah, and I just wanted to uh, speak to what John said about, you know, like helping groups that aren't quite DAOs yet to achieve their dreams. Um, our awesome onboarding group was talking with one of our early access communities this past week. I just popped in for a minute because uh, that's when I had time. I heard the I heard the community say like uh, that everyone right now is a is a DAO. Uh, a Discord autonomous um, organization, uh, and I want to give a shout out to Nils down there for making Hazelbot, you know, who, which uh, has allowed us to have a way to do token-based voting so far, um, and we're gonna carry on that legacy, and we're we're proud to have him as an ambassador and him advising us on how to continue making this useful for the users. I love it. The the Discord autonomous organization. That's so good. It's. <laughs> Shout out to Niels. <laughs> and I see Major Grancho actually came up to speak. I love it. Uh, thanks for coming up, as well as Miggy. But can you hear us? I can hear you, Major. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you for inviting me up. Um, oh, I needed to. Come on, we're talking about like all this decentralization and like communities. And I love that you're taking part in the conversation, even if it's for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we um we we've had an opportunity to get a little preview of the summit platform and um it's you know, it's leagues ahead of what we've what we've been working with so far. Uh I'm super excited for it. You know, we um we have several different multisigs that we manage our community funds with and it's it can be difficult to like, you know, we have 20 plus signers on four different multi-sigs and, and trying to get um, signers, you know, all sort of available to sign. And then if something fails and it's like, you have to kind of know what you're doing to get a round table uh, transaction started again. And, and, and so multi-sig management is going to be huge for, for the platform. I think it's something that, you know, we're not only looking at as a community, but we're looking at, um, as the Silk Code business, like we're going to manage the business through the platform as well. I just, you know, I'm very, very proud of, of like these guys. It's, it's, I think it really legitimizes doing business on Cardano. Um, and it's much needed, you know, it's, it's like game changing. Can you, one thing I don't think we've brought up a little bit, um, uh, Coin governance and uh, native asset governance. How can we go into like how we can structure that a little bit on uh, Summon Down? Um, sure. So the right now you'll be able to use the polling feature to do that. So you'll be able to have the poll, and then your multi-sig um, stakeholders will be required to you know be transparent about following the results of that. Perhaps if you had um, a vote. Um, but we will be rolling out the Agora uh, module soon, and the Agora DAO module will allow for the actual full-on decentralized token-based treasury management. 
Um, and that is where you make a proposal according to the parameters that you set up your Agora DAO with. There's a certain number, there's a certain, you know, amount of um, token-based power that is required to put forward a proposal. And I'll let Riley explain the rest because he's the master. Yeah, and I don't want to dive too deep because it does get kind of complicated. And like every time that I try and discuss Agora in full with people, I think it, it's uh, it's just, there's a lot of moving parts, right? And you kind of have to sit down and read the documentation to really have a full grasp of it. But like Adam stated, it's allowing for you to actually have either a treasury or a protocol on chain that's managed directly via token voting. Um, and you use your tokens to create proposals and you use your tokens to vote on proposals. And you don't spend your tokens to do any of these things. You just have to stake them into the smart contract to interact with the system. Um, and so Liquid actually has Agora Live right now. Uh, they don't have sort of the entire user experience defined by my standards. Like you can't go create a proposal, or at least I didn't see a way for you to create a proposal. Um, but apart from that, it seems like they have uh, a lot of the sort of user flows defined there and you can kind of get an idea of what it's going to look like. But we're going to try and, um, as I stated earlier on, we're going to try and make sure that we have a lot sort of built around Agora as we launch it. We don't just want to sort of have it be a segregated feature set within the platform. Um, and you're going to be able to use Agora, for example, to manage your community in the platform. Um, so yeah, we're, we're really excited about Agora and we're also really excited about uh, other smart contract based governance systems that can be implemented over time, uh, leveraging tokens or otherwise. Sounds great. I want to give a chance to Miggy to also pitch in the conversation. How are you doing, Miggy? Hey, Jenny. Uh, good morning, everyone. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Uh, to come back to me with questions for a little bit, I'm just scanning through because I haven't uh, kept up with some in, in the last couple months. I'm just scanning through the website and stuff, trying to catch up a little bit. But uh, I'm still listening in as well. So if there's time, I'll still jump in with a question. This is great. See, I am so excited myself. (laughs) I'm excited. And you know what? I see somebody here with like Tamacat. Like, I love this woman. She's amazing. She's been a a great pillar in the in the art community in Cardano. And she started an art collective. And I just like thinking here, like, this could be really helpful for her as well and for that collective. And I would just like to see you like maybe look into it. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> I really like collectors. I think it was one of the smarter things that or like generation decided to increase the amount of every time I've ever been to a collective, they've always been just set up wonderfully. I always like it. Same thing with employer and restaurants. There's this uh, pizza shop and man, they make the best. It's a little expensive, I will say, but it's, it's totally worth it. They have also like a meatball sub. I don't necessarily get a meatball sub, but I will, always get one there it's so good well one thing about collectives is they kind of like seem to be something that rise up from from the real need right like they they they're formed for a bigger like like a greater purpose so definitely i agree with you on that we have a lot of that here in cardano just i think it's been kind of like hidden behind the the degen ways that we kind of adopted in the past uh so you know year or so but we we still have that and and i think that again circling back to what we were saying about the 
the bear market and and things being more quiet right now it's it's great because i feel like we've been kind of like getting back to our roots and and someone coming in right now is just it's just perfect it's perfect because we need to take this community to the next level and those are the tools that are going to help us do that so i'm super excited about it yeah once they bleed all the liquidity out of polygon they'll be back they'll be back Well, we've been here for an hour and a half. I don't know how long we normally use this, um, uh, how long this space is usually run for, but I'm, I'm game to stay here for as long as you guys want to stay. No, yeah, we, we usually go 60 to 90 minutes so we can see if anybody has any final questions. Riley might have a final comment to make and then we can start wrapping it up. Sure. Yeah, I was just going to say people joke about Polygon, but like you never know what's going to happen next, right? Um, sleep with one eye open polygons coming for you cardano totally joking (laughs) i thought that was radix i don't know i've heard things (laughs) but hey you know cardano is supposed to be agnostic and we kind of forget about that right we're chain agnostic we're supposed to be building here a strong and solid foundation and and inviting other 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 people to to kind of plug into our ecosystem so well, you know, we, we don't have um, everything built out right now, but just keep an eye on us in the months to come because we're going to be extending opportunities for pe- communities on other chains to use our technology. And it's, you know, we're, we're here, we're running on Cardano, but we want to make sure that other people can take advantage of this too. So we're, we're still working that out and we can't wait to show you it. Yeah, yeah, I think in all of Web3 right now, the best thing we can be doing is just kind of a movement and a culture is just breaking down those walls and, you know, um, networking everything. I think um, that's the future state and uh, we all have an interest in doing that. And I think it's going to be good for Cardano to have more of those connections. Great times, great times. John, you are a special guest today. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you would like to put out there for us to remember you by and and take with us during this amazing conversation we had today? I really want people to be aware of DAOs coming up in the next couple of months. You know, join some DAOs. Uh, you find a really good community, get settled in, get comfortable. Um, I think it'll really benefit a lot of users in the next couple of months here, especially when we get into the actual bull market. So, you know, a lot of people are like, hey, how'd you have, that was a great idea. I can't believe you did that. And it's because you're here right now. You know, um, there's a lot of people that are really critical on the space right now, but there's a lot of you know, builders and people who actually believe in the space and together, that's where the bolt market comes from. So definitely take some time, check out Summon, check out what you can do with your community. Um, take a close look at what Go Tribe is doing within it, how we encourage our community as well. And then um, there might be some really cool stuff to come out around uh, Summon DAO that will allow everyone to make a DAO easy. So yeah, definitely keep an eye out. All right. Well, do you think this is time? Any any questions? Yeah. No. Just... Miggy, you did you think of anything? I'm scared that I'm going to ask something that came up earlier, but uh, I'll, I'll go for it anyways. Uh, when 
can we expect like the main net for summon? Because I know you guys have been in testnet for a little while now. And yeah, just wondering. Yeah, that's a great question. And that perfectly sets me up for my for my closing remarks. Um, so we are on main net, but by invitation only right now. So um, I, I'd say it's too late to submit an early access form. We're not even able to get to everybody who submitted an early access form. Uh, but we've been onboarding some early access communities that have been giving us um, some awesome feedback. So shout out to Goat Tribe, shout out to Disco. Um, thank you guys so much. And shout out to everyone else who has um, onboarded and given us some great uh, feedback and helped us with like the user experience of getting started. Um, that's been awesome. Um, we are launching for public access on the 26th of April. That is going to be on Wednesday. So everybody will be able to log on then and you will be able to connect with your Cardano wallet and try out our tools. So we're really excited for you to do that. Um, you know, we are just um, really excited to be serving DAOs, to be serving um, cooperatives that have that are like DAOs, to be serving traditional companies that want to be able to serve their communities in um, DAO-like, you know, in like decentralized ways, to be able to, you know, show transparently what they're doing and have community interaction. So we just want to be the best um, decentralized tool set of possible for these purposes and we can't wait to have people try us out yeah just quickly wanted to ask uh, i didn't manage to use the test net yet i'm still trying to yeah work out this uh, this rubbish for some reason my wallets are moving a bit funny so i'm going to try switch over but uh I'm wondering, is there any ways to manage LPs within Summon uh, for like a DAO within a community? Is that is that something that's going to be available at launch or is that maybe something that you guys will look at in the future potentially? Yep. Uh, so you'll be able to use LP as a way to pull people, but not if it's staked into something to go farming at launch. Um, we will provide the ability to get voting power from staked uh, LP at some point for any contracts that are sort of compatible or, or uh, don't take away too much of the information about what's going on there. But uh, it, we should definitely be able to, to support a lot of that type of stuff. And um, yeah, so default LP is available though at launch, yes. So hypothetically, I can incentivize myself um, like a, an LP for a certain token. So I can choose a pool and say, I want to incentivize this pool and create a DAO that that can incentivize that, or is that? Oh, yeah, yeah, you, you could you could definitely do that, and you could say uh, that those people are able to vote on a proposal. Um, you'd have a hard time sort of mixing up the incentives uh, and and saying like, hey, I'm going to have not only am I going to give you the ability to vote, but also I'm going to give you the ability to receive like some tokens. You could uh, pay out tokens based on voting, though. So you could say if you participated in this poll. Um, then you'll be able to go and receive tokens based on what your voting weight was. So yeah, um, there's there's definitely a lot you can do uh, if you get creative, even with the tool set that's available currently. But we'll be trying to do our best to make it even easier to do that type of thing um, and do things that aren't currently possible as well. Uh, so if you have any more, uh, like if, if there's anything... Uh, that's more complex that you want us to support in the future, like feel free to reach out. We are very open to feature requests uh, in this team and we would love to have the, the community help uh, drive the platform in the right direction. 
is is summon as the DAO itself going to be, or is, I guess summon's not really a DAO, but like, a, will the summon token be used as some sort of like, yeah, when mainnet launch comes, are you going to start doing like proposals and things of the sort? Uh, yeah, what's the plan around that? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I'll, sorry, I'll let Adam just speak to that. Sure. Yeah. So our legal wrapper is we are a Swiss association. Um, our Swiss director helps us make sure we're legally compliant in that way. Um, and the, so the Summon Association oversees the ecosystem. Uh, but we, the, as an association, we allow the Summon DAO. And when I say Summon DAO, I mean all the token holders of Summon tokens to determine a lot of the parameters that will be set. And uh, we'll be polling on what kind of, you know, what, what things we should do for the platform, what kind of direction we should take the platform in, um, and that sort of thing. And also being a summon token holder makes you a part under our articles of association of the summon member community, uh, which means that you have, you can elect a representative to the association assembly. Um, we also have given 10% of the summon tokens to ADAO. So ADAO also gets to have a seat on the summon assembly. So that's part of our dedication to the open source community of Cardano. And then lastly, um, on a non-governance perspective, uh, as Adam stated before, uh, we're going to allow people to use summon tokens to pay for in-platform fees, and uh, they'll be able to receive a, a discount that is yet to be determined regarding uh, that. Oh, sweet. Those are great questions, Miggy. <laughs> you, you, you were holding those for the very last minute, and I love that, so... Because there's people that showed up later and they needed to hear that. So, yes, I think that we're good to go then. Um, I would like to thank the Summon team for inviting me today. And has been a pleasure moderating this discussion. I want to thank um, our guest, John, for taking the time to be here with us today. Make sure you give him and everybody here a follow as well as Summon platform account. Um, remember, some platform will be releasing the public releases in four days on April 26th. This is huge for Cardano, so please go check them out. And last but not least, I want to thank everyone who joined as listeners and those who came up to speak and contributed to the conversation. 